Welcome, welcome to another episode of uh, Los Boys Podcast. This is your boy, Good Good. Yo, 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 this is Hector. And your boy, David. Oh, my bad. Yeah, he couldn't wait to fucking do the tune. Uh, bienvenido, mi gente. ¿Qué pasó, mi gente? ¿Cómo están? Welcome back to another episode of Los Boys Podcast. We got today, uh, Don Good Good, whatever you want to roll with today. Go Don Good Good, bueno, bueno, Good Good, whatever you want to name it. Do the jingle, do the jingle. Do, 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 do. Damn, better than Don Pistolita. Pew, pew, pew. There you go, there you go. Don Pistolita. You starting out shit now. here, man. You starting out shit hot. <laughs> so today, guys, uh, we obviously are missing a couple people because they decided to go grocery shopping. Apparently. There you go. <laughs> That's the excuse that we were given, apparently. Gotta get the bread. And then apparently, yeah, right. <laughs> and fucking, uh, apparently, Chige fucked up his leg. So shout out to boy Chige. Hopefully he feels better. What, did Chige get injured in the game? Or what happened? Did he get injured? I think he got injured on Friday, we. Oh, on Friday? Yeah, Friday, he yeah. had his, he had a bunch of, like, fucking... ¿Qué le hiciste, pinche Hector? Madreado, we. De, de la... Oh, because you guys had a game on Friday as well, right? He had a game well, on right? sa- oh, Friday, okay, okay. and then he fucking plays, like, 30 more games during the weekend. And Shout then... out to Chiga, bro. Shout out to Chiga. We're Chiga. missing you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, guys, we got a great episode today. We're going to talk about a little bit, bit of a controversial uh, topic. Uh, we have, it's kind of like the housing market, but also get into a little bit of gentrification. Obviously, a lot of people, you know, are kind of uh, against it. Some people are for it. And just to break it down, and for those of you that are, already know, but I'm pretty sure you guys already know what it is, gentrification, when you get outside people, uh, typically wealthy people, go into uh, low-income areas. Um, they buy up the, the mm-hmm. homes. They either renovate them yeah. to sell them, you know, they uh, rehab and sell, or they just, you know, they stay, and then they bring in more and more people mm-hmm. of wealth, and but that's typically what happens, which is a neighborhood in Chicago that uh, kind of had a big impact of it was uh, Pilsen. Pilsen, Little Rizzi, Village, maybe. That's uh, Little Village isn't there. Little Village, you would still say it's kind of there's. They say that there's potential for Little Village to kind of fall in line with okay, Pilsen. Okay. But uh, I'm speaking from experience. I'm originally from Pilsen, so back in my day when we were kind of hanging out and where my family was coming up in that area, uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty ghetto, bro. For yeah. lack of a better word, where mm-hmm. you had a lot of gang activity, uh, you know, a lot of shooting going around. I was young at the time, but my brother was kind of uh, involved. In that and was that all up, you know, in the yeah. game. Uh, so I'm not too familiar with Pilsen. I know it's there, it. but I was never in that uh, neighborhood area. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I can recall from that neighborhood is I worked at the Bank of America right there by the Pink Line. Okay, yeah, I, worked I, worked there there I think yeah. it was for a few months there. Right, right. But that was when I was older, but. Um, you know, was it was it bad like Little Village? It was like Little activity? Village, exactly. It was just like Little Village. And but you like you could once it got dark, bro, you couldn't walk. Like you try to walk your dog, like yeah. you get they're gonna steal your dog and jump you and okay, beat okay. your shit up. You know. <laughs> dang, um, dang, but now it's the hottest spot, bro. It's the hottest spot. Everybody right now who wants to like you know uppity people or people with money uh, are buying areas in Pilsen. It's expensive there. Watch bro. to give you an example. So my grandparents back in the day when we lived there, my grandparents bought a building there. It was a six unit building. Uh, and then obviously the, the family started as uh, they had allowed to their kids to like live in a unit and rent it out and then help them build up the money, some yeah. savings. And then we all, everybody kind of moved their way typically into sister or Berwyn areas. So that property at the time, I don't know what they got it for, but they ended up selling it. Uh, my, my, you know, somebody in my family, I don't specify, but somebody in my family, okay, little, okay. yeah, a little on the dirty side where he's just all about that money. Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of like, uh, Totally, he was obviously uh, one of Making my grand- business moves. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, hit on my grandpa and told him like, "Hey, uh, I can sell this quick for you, make you some money because I know you're moving out to the to yeah. the burbs." And so they sold the property for I think anywhere between one fifty to hundred thousand a long, long time ago. Yeah. So in my head, the six unit building in Pilsen, uh, one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand. Now that building, my brother looked it up. That building is worth a million dollars. Imagine, and on top, if you want to like leave it for rent, a six unit, uh, a two bedroom there is probably between minimum fifteen hundred to two thousand. Oh, yeah, I believe up. it. I believe but, it. But right now, um, 
And that time, I mean, uh, is that price was was it good for that for that house or? Was uh, I mean, wise? maybe because uh, no, honestly, it's, uh, uh, from what I was talking with my brother, it kind of seemed like my uncle's. Pro- Damn it! I just put him out on blast. Cut, right? Cut, cut, But anyways, uh, they said that he probably got like a kickback under the table, you know, where mm-hmm. like they put a price on the paperwork, you know, it's one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand, but they probably got maybe another fifty G's or more, you know, uh, under the table, so he got something out of it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, now that home is valued. At so, if you don't mind me asking, why okay. did uh, your parents decide to sell? Why? Why? So that was my grandparents. Right? That was my grandparents. Oh, okay. uh, again, everybody in the family. So everybody had already moved out. Oh, like, okay. uh, I was in Cicero. Uh, my aunt and my other family members were in like Berwyn. Uh, some people were farther out. So everybody just kind of left the area. So yeah. it was my grandparents, and they didn't want to manage it. Um, so my aunt wanted to buy it, but it just ultimately did it. You know, they, uh, my grandpa got convinced to sell okay, before okay. she saw some. Does the neighborhood or? Uh, just they didn't need it. When well, who's gonna manage it? You know, they're old. They were older, and so it's like, who's gonna manage it? You, bro. I, I would have, bro. <laughs> shit, that was probably in when I was like six. Well, you could have been old. a millionaire, bro. <laughs> I could have at least, right? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but typically, again, so but no one yeah. could have anticipated yeah, no, that's true. that happening because again, that area was again hood, got a lot of gang activity, shootings, all that good stuff. <laughs> Not good stuff. Uh, <laughs> all that good stuff. Bang bang. Uh, right, bang bang. Um, and. And yeah, now you look at it again. And so when I got into the home buying process, I actually wasn't planning on buying because uh, my brother, again, he's a realtor and he's all like, he brought it up to me in 2015. The year prior, I'd, I had financed my car. So kind of like lowered my buying power yeah, just yeah, yeah. a little bit. But my brothers are like, hey, if you want to buy, now's the time to buy. Thankfully, everything I had an order, I had a job, I had some savings, uh, good credit. So I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. I kind of looked into Pilsen a little bit, but I didn't anticipate to kind of, it's a, get to the level that it is now. Uh, I probably should have been maybe a little bit more ambitious, but it felt a little bit easier. I live in Cicero. If I buy a house in Cicero, it's easier to manage. It's right here. You know, if there's things that we need to go and fix, you know, it's a quick little drive compared to, you know, if it's a pill, we got to do. Anyways, I mean, I still came up, um, but I could, I was thinking of buying a two unit building in, uh, in Pilsen. And it was uh, under three. It was, I think, 200 under 250 three? Yeah. That's, that's kind of a good price. That's bro. an that's amazing steal, price. Yeah, that was 2015, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that house is worth like five to $600,000, bro. And But again, so this is what the housing market is turning. You get a lot of... So that's the gentrification, and, and a lot of people don't like what's going on with Pilsen. But in general, the housing market is broken as it is, bro, yeah. where it's gone. Uh, some people want to say use the word bubble. I don't I don't think it's exactly to what it was back in 2008, you know, when uh, the whole market actually gone. crashed. The problem with what's going on with 2008 is they weren't verifying shit. Yeah. As long as you had good credit, they didn't care how much money you made. They didn't like. They, I was. There's a movie called the. Uh, what is it? Uh, the short. The big short. The big short. There the big you go. Short. Thank you. Shout so out. that movie. Yeah, that's a fucking good. That's a good movie. movie. If you haven't seen it, it. Go see that shit. Check it out. It's worth the watch. It'll make you understand what happened in 2008. Uh, and again, there weren't very fine shit. You could sign. There's people. Uh, you got a house. Oh, you want to put a line of credit on it? Fuck it. You want to yeah, do another? Yeah. You want to take out another loan? Fuck it. And then it came down to where all the property values dropped because everybody's like, if the shit bottomed out, it crashed, and everybody got fucked. Yeah. Everybody. Well, all the at least the big banks got bailed out, but obviously anybody who had a home uh, ended up uh, underwater. Yeah. Uh, so with the house that I bought, I kind of looked into that. The bo- the house that I bought in 2015, I bought it for 140,000. It was a two unit building in Cicero. Uh, I looked at when the previous owner had bought it. They bought it at like 2007 at 330, bro. 330? 330. So to imagine a fucking house in in fucking Cicero, 330? Like, hell no. That's crazy. But again, so values dipped because the market went to shit. And those guys are paying like a $2,500 mortgage payment. Uh, So they, and they couldn't refinance because the the interest rates were more expensive or higher at that time. So they got fucked. They had to let the house go. 
So, and then, of course, you know, fortunately for me. <laughs> Who's that? We got Don Pistolitas back. You guys got Don Pistolitas? We're about, to mute him. We're about to mute him right now, so. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> Did you buy some groceries or what, bro? Yeah. He was too Say busy. Leo, guys. What up, Leo? He was, too, he was too busy showing Leo uh, oh, Dragon Leo. Ball. We see you, way. We see you. We see everything you do, bro. Daddy's here. Yeah, you said you weren't going to be available till after nine, and apparently you're watching uh, Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball, bro. Well, I wanted to... We're about to cancel your subscription. I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure how... <laughs> I, I, I was telling Hector to pull the plug, but he didn't want to. He was being a nice guy, so... Well, I wasn't sure how much time it was going to take at the grocery store, and I'm like, I don't want to be... Fue no vas a comprar agua, güey. I know, man. Agua y los pañales y la leche. Oh, shit, yeah. till nine, till nine. Uh, sorry to cut Daddy's you off, güey. Nah, nah, you're good, you're good, you're good. Um... But yeah, so back to us. So yeah, again, yeah. Uh, I bought my house at a great price. I, you know, I got it at one forty again, and and that was at in twenty fifteen. So now I thankfully got. Uh, I, I did recently a refi just to take off like my mortgage insurance and stuff like that. Uh, and they went to go do an appraisal on my home, okay. and now my home again, fucking Cicero, it, it valued at three hundred forty five thousand. Yeah. So in the time span of five years, uh, going on six now. Um, property values in Cicero and in general the housing market have gone yeah, in general nuts. I think in the, and so yeah, in Chicago talk, area swing it increased bueno, uh, significantly and swing it over so, to Bueno yeah. you just bought bro so yeah, how just, did that process yeah, go yeah so I just closed the property on February uh, I started congratulations, yeah, thank congratulations thank you appreciate it it was, a, it was a process so I started looking into buying a house into the buying process back in 2020 August July yeah, yeah. so that's when I started looking Started going to houses, seeing you know, what I wanted to... Uh, originally, I was going for... I wanted to buy, like, a multi. So, right. I wanted to buy a multi, either a two or a three, uh, depending on what my options were. Right. Um, but it was it was, a, it was a pain in the ass, bro. Yeah. It was yeah. Uh, it was a pain in the ass right now. It's, uh, I think, it's still a seller's market. Oh, complete. No, uh, buy, uh, buy, seller's market. Seller's market. Seller's market, 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 right? Yeah, seller's market. market. Right now, it's a seller's market. Yes, um, so, so, it took me almost half a year to buy a property. And through those six months, you know, I made offers on... Five to six houses. Yeah. And on all those offers, no, I did not win one bid. Yeah. Uh, so I got outbidded. Or they're, um, like you said, you know, it could have been a cash offer. We just don't know. We, we never find out you know, why they didn't take our offer. Right, they just yeah, didn't yeah. take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was asking, you know, I was uh, doing a conventional, you know. Yeah, uh, you clean, you know, pretty clean. Well. Good, yeah. Um, I, got, I had good credit. Good down payment, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? and I was paying for closing costs because yeah, I think the crazy. bank was giving me a good credit. Uh, they were giving me a good amount of. You know, uh, closing costs. So it was a bitch, bro. It was yeah. a bitch. You know, I was going to houses. You know, as the, through six months, you start losing hope. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, I'm not gonna buy a house. You know, fuck this process. And it, it gets that way. It's a very yeah, daunting fucking, process to oh, where man, it just it's worse. So you get to the point where it's all like, you know, what, fuck this. I don't even want to do it anymore. I'm yeah, yeah, back. no, for sure. Like I didn't want to like go see houses anymore. Yeah. Bro. That's how it was. Like. But November you have to December, admit yeah. that once you closed and got your keys in hand, that fitness got to be pretty fucking oh, good. It, I know it, it felt was good. It felt good, good to myself. be over. It felt good. Like, like, we were moving in. You know, yeah. we were moving into an apartment uh, that we moved into, and we were excited to, you know, get out of our apartment that we you know, previously were, right. which is wasn't that great. Yeah. Uh, that we were just moving into a new a new place. You know, even though it wasn't Scissor, it was in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, we're still what made you choose? I've, I've been asking yeah. this. What made you choose that area? Uh, so we were open to. Lots of different options. We were, you know, looking at a midway area. Okay, yeah, uh, close to the midway area. Yeah, yeah, sure. um, we were looking at Belmont Cragen, a little bit on the north side, and you know, I made some good offers on the by the midway. You know, it was competitive, bro. You like you had one list, one showing, like barely put in the market, right? And you would get offers right away. Is that the only reason you didn't end up in midway? Just because? 
like the deal, like did you put offers on homes in Midway? Around yeah, Midway? I did oh, put okay. offers on home in Midway, and I lost. Um, so I put an offer the one on Belmont Cragen, and you know, it's, if it happens, through. it happens. There you know, you if it doesn't, doesn't. They accepted, and they accepted. New Year's Eve. Damn. They the offers New Year's go. Eve. That's yeah, because I, yeah, I went to look at it that day. Cheers. And I put up the <laughs> offers and, you know, they accepted it. So now they ended up closing until February some shit. I think seven right, or something. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a process. Uh, it's, it's, so let, let's yeah. do a little curiosity. What you got? Um, Shoot me some questions. No, I want to... Uh, I was gonna tell you. What you got? What you got? I was gonna tell you to uh, give me your address, but not try to put your, your address out there. <laughs> uh, I'll send you in the text. Really. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I cut it out. I want, I want to do something. Uh, nah, nah. We, we want to keep this uh, fucking as uh, as out there as possible. Uh, I, I want to see it because I want to see what the what previous. Uh, my phone's over there, bro. I'll go ahead. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'll just say it. Just show okay. it to me. Just show it to me. I still gotta cut this part off. It's too it to long me. already. <laughs> What do you mean? How much is there? No, we, there's a little part way that's been silenced for like fucking like two minutes away. Nah, we're too late. Too late. We, <laughs> we want to be, we want to keep it legit. We want to keep authentic. Nah, we can cut out if you want to just uh, while I'm getting the no, shit. So you, guys, so you guys brought daddy on to, to just listen or you guys... To just listen? Yeah, what you mean? About. You ain't here. <laughs> Basically, wait. It, sound, it sounds like sounds like two nerds talking about something. What's your rapid fire and questions it, with? That's all you're good for you at this point now. Nah, but, but Yo, where are the topics, Broski? I came in a little bit late to the conversation. So what are you guys talking about? I just check out these muscles on the screen. Ugh. Leo's? <laughs> yep. Leo's already already more swell than you are. Yep. What's the what do you what do you guys over here? Uh, so if you want to chime in, Jose, while I'm like, uh, we're talking about the housing market. Yeah, we're, I think David's sitting on the chat. We were talking about that uh, housing housing market and the gentrification thingy. So Bueno right now was talking about his experience. Yeah, my experience with the buying process and yeah. uh, what I went through as a first time buyer. Am I being recorded right now? Yes, sir. Or are you guys still- Nah, just uh, on the... On the huh? Just on the audio. Which I won't cut. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. No, I, I mean, right now, yeah, I, just a little bit snippet of what I heard from you guys. I, I agree. I mean, there's a seller's market right now, but I think the biggest thing that, that's changed uh, real estate, or at least the residential real estate market has been... Um, the fact that big time players are coming in, like yep. for example, corporation pension <laughs> funds. Um, so now one out of every five new homeowners will never live in that particular house. It's yep. either they're um, a corporation or they're just buying to, to be landlords. So they're in the they're in the business. It used to be where it was more of that's how middle class, lower class actually develop wealth. Yep. But at at this point in time now corporations, pension funds. Uh, and when I, when I mean corporation, I mean it ranges from real estate developers to real estate investors to so your question, mom question, and pop shop. Question on that. Well, you don't think this, this is like a bubble right now because of the houses being <clears throat> so priced, pricey? You don't think it's going to pop anytime soon? Well, I don't know if there's two just, schools about, I guess, that they can go. I'm saying because of, I mean, of the average... Uh, Household income, it, to pay that price away, they're gonna pay it over. I, I think that offsets a little bit with the, t- with the rate that it is right now because it's so low. I think it. it, it prices, so, so for certain it people, offsets, it, will. it offsets by the interest rate, but yeah. it, it, I feel that like a lot of buyers, a lot of first home time buyers, don't realize that it, they're probably gonna be down on their mortgage at least for once the interest rates start to go up because at that point it'll become more of um it'll level out so there won't be as many sellers or buyers 
but the property values will go down because the demands are not going to be there. Right. So yeah. what that'll be is that if, for example, if someone bought their house at let's say half a million dollars, it's not going to be worth half a million dollars. So they're going to be down on their mortgage. Right. Mm-hmm. I, and, and that can probably last anywhere from five, well, last, anywhere from three to five years. What did it last last time? About and, six, six years from 2008. Yeah. I, the other, the, when there was a housing market and it burst it in what was, Seven oh eight oh nine. Um, it was a little bit more. It was a little bit different, just because there was a. The banks were just loaned to anybody, right? Right now, it's supposedly become a little bit more strict, which I don't know how much I agree with that. I think that whenever there's something like that, there's always like that commission aspect of it that people are just trying to get people approved. So I think there's some sort of what would you call it? Um, kind of white lies <laughs> from that, from the app, from, from the mortgage, like the people that are loaning the, the, from the mortgage houses, they're like, they'll kind of fluff the numbers so that people will get approved. Right. So, uh, so to, to interrupt you right there, some- Jose, in regards to that. So, there's definitely a, a much more, there's more guidelines to anybody. Like not, it's not like before, again, how I was mentioning that as if you had good credit, you they'll finance you and the lender will give you as much as you want. And you're just a subprime loan. And they didn't care. They didn't care what interest they would attach to you. They didn't care how much they were giving you. They didn't care how much you were making to see if you, so now uh, banks do have more guidelines that they're only allowed to use a certain amount. So it's debt to income ratio, their yeah. DTI, right? Uh-huh. Which you guys are familiar with for those right. who bought houses. houses. Yep. Uh, and they call it like the four C's of real estate, where it's uh, credit, capacity, collateral, and, and capital. I kind of simplify it for more people because, you know, just to make it a little easier, you need to qualify income-wise, where you have to have some kind of income, where it's work, Social Security, pension, anything like that. Uh, then mm-hmm. credit, your credit has to be in good standing, has to be uh, as as low. Somebody can technically as low as a 580, but you do preferably want to be well above that, especially if you want like down payment assistance. Uh, you have to have savings. So, if you you know, even if you... Income wise, qualify for like a three hundred thousand dollar home. If you don't have the savings to potentially put into the down payment, you won't be able to qualify for that. It'll, it'll drop your buying power. And then the last one, you can't have a lot of debt. So even though again, you, you could have, you can make six figures, uh, have great credit, have good savings, but if you have a lot of like a huge car note uh, or other a bunch of loans or a bunch of credit card debt, and uh, they won't, they won't lend to you. Even so, again, even imagine that even a person that makes six figures, if they have too many debt, even if they're paying their debt, doesn't matter. If you have too many debt, you won't qualify. A bank will allow you to go on your ratio, so they take your uh, monthly gross income. So, and again, so that's another thing about Jose. I guess this is the thing to Jose's point about how they're fluffing the numbers. So they don't take your net; they take your gross. So obviously, we don't see the gross. Mm-hmm. You know, we only see our net. So it kind of it's a little bit there. But again, they take your monthly gross income, subtract all your debt payments. Could be car note, any personal loan, anything that credit, anything that's credit, right? And then they take a percentage off of that, which is typically, again, depending on, it could be, depending if you're going conventional FHA ranges, uh, 39 to 43% front and back end ratios. Uh, but banks will allow you, again, back to Jose's point, they allow you to go up to 45%. Some of them will push it if you look good on paper. They'll let you go up to 48. Someone will even allow you to go up to 50%. So that means you're using 50% of your income. You just got to cook the books, bro. You just got to cook the books. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there are definitely but, lenders. To, uh, exactly. Go ahead, Jose. And, that, and that's what they're doing. And just to go... To piggyback a little bit off what Bueno mentioned that that the housing market or it's a seller's market 100%. Some of these houses are not what what they're being sold for and they have a lot of work that needs to get done. Hey, Jose. So how are these these residential people going to do it? They're going to put it on credit cards. Jose. And that, uh, yeah. Uh, so 
Buenos house, you know how much your house sold for. Yes. And I think Jose knows how much you, you got your house for, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. your house, and the reason why I'm saying it's to, uh, so your house, the last person that had it, or like, or the person house? Bought, it, bought it, uh, Buenos, Buenos house. house. Good, Buenos good. New house. Oh. So, uh, good, good new house. Your seller, he bought that house for 192000 192000 In 2012. He bought, he, yeah. your seller. 192000 He bought it, fixed it up, and now sold it to you for what you bought it for. So and oh, but again, that was, it's almost, not, that was almost nine years ago. Right, right, right. So that's what I'm saying. But look at the value that it's gone up to. What your point about you're saying, Jose, is that you know what Bueno bought it for, you know, compared to what this guy bought it for. With uh, obviously what he put into it, but the the value has my, brought it up at my, that amount. My concern is that didn't this happen prior uh, 2008? It, it, it did, thing. but before they didn't. Again, so his house technically appraised mm-hmm. at that amount because other properties around, around there. Them. So yeah. at this time, his house is worth what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. But so the reason why there's going to be a potential bubble is not only is uh, you know with the pandemic that happened, a lot of people uh, lost their jobs, a lot of people are on unemployment. Yeah. Uh, the only option that banks are offering is uh, uh, forbearance, mm-hmm. to where they'll forgive. Your your you to not pay your monthly mortgage for five months, but then in the sixth month you're obligated to make all those payments. If I haven't right. been able to make, you know, if I'm working, if I haven't been able to make my monthly mortgage payment, how do you expect me to finally make five at once? Like, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. that maybe I haven't started working yet, or you yeah. know, or maybe I got a job, but yeah. where's that? You know, yeah. how am I supposed to come up with that? And I, I do agree, this is a bubble, but I wouldn't say or compare it to no. the yeah. bubble of 2008 because no. I don't think that will happen again. Or I broke up. I, what? Um, yeah, so like I was saying, <laughs> I don't think yeah, uh, I, I it, it is a don't. bubble, but I don't think I can. I, I wouldn't compare it to, and especially uh, with certain areas. Bueno, yeah. With certain areas, like you know, higher or very popular areas. The, the, so what they're saying is that because a lot of people are going to go into foreclosure, into what Jose's saying that the property values aren't going to keep keep their their price what they're at right now. Uh, people again that couldn't make their payments are going to lose their homes, so they're going to go into foreclosure. And obviously, uh, banks are going to want to offset some of those houses, so they are going to sell them at, at you know slightly yeah. maybe a discounted rate, if you will. Um, so that's what they're saying that's going to bring down the property values again. Mm-hmm. Is because a, a home is going to you know all these people are going to go into foreclosure. They're going to say, for me, I don't see the bubble. I just see prices on homes. This is again just me. You ask anybody like they'll have a different opinion on it. But I think maybe a ten to twenty percent drop in in property in uh, sales yeah, prices. You if know, that so. happens, I think you know the rates will go up back to where it was. It has uh, to because it's about to six or to five or six percent exactly. where it was before. You know, so it'll exactly. get adjusted. So I mean, it's, it's, be it's a, a trade off. You know, either pay more or pay less, and you know, I think it offsets a little bit in the interest rate. But you know, I don't know. It's just you ask me though. Like my house right now, it, it appraised at three forty five yeah. for a two unit. It's a nice building. You ask me right now if I would pay three forty five for my building? Hell, fucking no! <laughs> you know I'll pay like, like two hundred, maybe two fifty, because it's two unit. That's you know, you know um, what you bought it exactly, yeah. exactly, and that, that's why I wanted to bring up what yours yeah. uh, originally. One hundred ninety k. That is absurd. I didn't, I didn't see yeah. that. I didn't see that. So that's that's why I wanted to just bring it up. Yeah. It's just to see, but now it appraised what you what you're buying it for. Yeah. So it it is what it is right now and that's crazy right to think that and uh just a quick you know kind of uh we got some graphs obviously i work for for an offer property my department focuses on uh, financial wellness (laughs) shout out to the resurrection project (laughs) um and my my job is again financial awareness i prepare people to to be home buyers or buyer ready if you will so in berwin over the last they give us like a little graph and i think it's pretty cool because obviously we're close near berwin so it kind of makes sense so in 2019 and the average like single family home um, media sales price for for Berwyn in, in, in 2019 was 232 for a single family. For a single like, family, yeah, single family. Mm-hmm. And it's then spicy, bro. 2020, mm-hmm. it went up to 339. Now 2021, it's at 269. 
And that's so year over year. Look at the fucking difference. It went from in just two years, fucking what sixty thousand dollars in increase in in Berwyn, and that's just in Berwyn. We have a couple grass for a, a couple yeah. other areas, but that's just we're familiar with it. Um, but it's fucking nuts. yeah. And this is why uh, to the listeners out there, the, um, I did not like to buy. A, I did not look to buy a property in Berwyn or Cicero for solely the reason of property tax. Because I think property tax <laughs> yeah, was yeah. absurd right here in fucking yeah, Berwyn Chicago and Cicero. Was cheaper, yeah. And I thought Chicago was a little cheaper. It and, is. You know, I, I think. Uh, you know, I saw more. More benefit over there. Oh, your house is beautiful, bro. By the, by, but by the same token, bueno, don't you think that with everything that's gone on with Chicago, how they've, I mean, just COVID impact and stuff, yeah. and, and you think they're, they're not, they're not going to raise the taxes? Uh, I mean, you got to pay that stimmy. <laughs> stimmy? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think if that happens, I think you know. It will have an impact in Cook County, so Berwyn and Cicero's in Cook Ex- County, so out, it'll yeah. happen in, exactly. in Cicero and Berwyn. So I mean, if it'll if just if be it goes like up a, in yeah, Chicago, it goes up in Chicago, go up. go up in Cicero and Berwyn. So I mean, you know. they're already saying that my property taxes on my fucking building could have the potential unless I try to you know uh, appeal. Uh, they'll go up to eight thousand. My property crazy, taxes. bro. Yeah, just the, the, the multi-unit uh, big lot, that kind of shit. Yeah, uh, but, but anyways, oh, but, but then you go and when that stuff happens, then you raise the rent. And then when you raise exactly. the rent, <laughs> when you raise the rent, you have to accommodate for those for those potential losses. Yes, sir. But then you have people that live in the rent or they pay their rent. They don't have, they can't make that money. And then they go into buying a house because apparently they can make right. the payments to buy a house. But in reality, they can't. They make, can't because it's right. Exactly. And then they fucking all the houses go down again. That that so that's the thing about it's, the it's, a, it's a cycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a cycle, and it's it's. A lot of the real estate market, or I mean, this is a, a business theory in, in general, right? It's the greatest fool, right? So that, that theory goes based on like, all right, who is the greatest fool that ends up with the biggest or that pays the most, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, you're going to have a person who's not going to be able to pay or who's going to be stuck with $700,000 mortgage, and then he's not going to find a seller, right? right? And that when that happens, he's the greatest fool, yep. and by that theory... The prices start going down because he's stuck with it. Yeah, and, and I think one one thing that's so to say, I, I go do, ahead. do go ahead, Bano. Go ahead, Bano. Oh, sorry to cut you off, you but I speak. think one thing that I wanted to say with what was going on with the housing market, uh, I kind of feel bad with people with FHA loans because I think they kind of have to overpay a little bit just to get attention from the seller. Because uh, I think, you know, what the seller looks like, you know, they look at cash first and then maybe conventional, conventional. and then mm-hmm. FHA, right? So people with an FHA loan, they're going to have to overpay to get a little bit of attention from the seller. Um, and I don't know, it just, I mean, it kind of sucks. Yeah, well, well, again, those are the people, in, you know, yeah, typically so, well, FHA yeah, is for those yeah, families, blemishes. Right? Yeah. And, eh, it's just people that may have a couple blemishes on their on their credit or, you know, they don't have that much savings. So, but at the end of the day, if, if you buy something that, and this is what I tell because I get at people ask me all the time. Is it a good time to buy? I first start with if you feel that you're financially stable and yeah. can make this potential mortgage payment, then and that's what you want for your I family, froze. then go for it. You know. Now, if uh, if you want to know if right now you're buying a little more expensive, I'm honest with them. Yeah, you are buying a little bit more yeah. expensive. It's just the market's what it is right now. It's uh, limited uh, volume in homes, so you and you're competing a lot. Um, but so back to point. Let's swing it back to what we were talking about with gentrification. What do you guys think? Good, bad. I'm looking at the good side. I think it's of it. bad. Okay, so start. Go ahead, Jose. Why? Why is it bad? Because you're pushing out already. So gentrification. I mean, I don't know if you guys defined it or. Yeah. Or yeah, we give it a little. You could. You, you could go ahead. Give your own, I mean, yeah, you could give your own explanation for it. But yeah. obviously, gentrification is typically um, 
either people or enterprises that have money and they're pushing into and encroaching into um, middle-class, lower-class uh, neighborhoods. So, for example, let's just take Little Village, for example, right? We use Pilsen. Where, or, we use Pilsen. You know what? Let's use Pilsen, right? Yeah, Pilsen. Pilsen. Pilsen's already gentrified and everything. Mm-hmm. You had a a neighborhood that was rich in Hispanic, Mexican culture, and you had people that had lived for decades there, and that it reached a point where they couldn't afford the property taxes. These older folks are already retired, right? And they were on a, a fixed income, and because these investors and 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 the people that had money, I mean, and and quite often is white people moving in. I mean, people who have money, who who or kids or hipsters that have money, and their parents are able to pay uh, higher rents or or whatever it might be, and they push those people out, right? They they force them either to sell their property at a lower price that they would generally would would get for it, or they force them to actually lose their property and they end up losing their property to foreclosure because they're not able to pay the property taxes, right? So in essence, you're destroying neighborhoods for the for profit, right? I mean you're kicking out people for for financial gain from another person. Um does it have this is it completely and utterly bad all around? Uh, possibly not, but it's still in my at least in, in the Pilsen area, yeah. I mean, you have now these restaurants that are "quote unquote" Mexican are owned. Some of, most of them are owned by white people, right? So it's like now you have well, hold on, Jose. A white person. Well, hold on, Jose. You're making a lot of assumptions as far as like a racial thing. Um, it's uh, I uh, I think it's just a lot of people for money because and I've looked into like who who is ownership in certain people. You know, obviously it's come from different. You get uh, you get a lot of different races that have come in to, to buy into the area. Um, so you're saying that the main reasons or the main points as to why gentrification is bad and is because a, you, you push right, out. Though. It's a generalization. Yeah. Uh, but you're saying the the reasoning for the, the bad reasonings for uh, gentrification is they're pushing out uh, the low or the people that have originally kind of ha- were lived in that area or had been there for, for many, many years. Um, mm-hmm. what, what else do you want to add as far as like points that as to why it's bad? And then we'll, I, I want to give some points. So, I'm Well, you're pushing out. People that have, that have history and roots there, right? You said that. So right. you're, and then now you're uprooting them and you're making them go somewhere where it's a less desirable area. It might be near factories or it might be near um, waste depositories or whatever it might be, right? So you're already pushing that already impoverished area, uh, impoverished community to a lesser extent, right? To a lesser uh, or even a more impoverished community. So I mean, that's my of- biggest thing. Where it, it, yeah, I get it. To be on the other side of the coin, wait, you don't think that just like for me or trying to make a business that that's like a good move because I could buy a couple of houses there for, for cheap and make them nice. And I know that 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 um, town is going to go up as an invest as an investment or as a, as a businessman. I think if you if you just look at it that way as a, as a business, you really can't. I know it's hard to say, but you really can't think about what other people are are. Um, going to go through you know you you think about your business as to going up yeah you know, if you think about it the other way you're never gonna go you're always gonna feel that be like oh i gotta help these people out and yeah. and they're not gonna you're never you're never gonna succeed in in so your think, business so so to me real quick just to say is the reasoning i get the 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 negatives of gentrification but so where i think that there's some positive to gentrification it's when it's people that 
even if they're from outside, if you're coming to live in that area, like you're going to buy a property, flip it, and live in it, you want to be a part of that community, I think that's okay. Because okay. I think you've earned your wealth. And like you're saying, so the bit, I'm a little, where I think, I think it's the, bad is where gentrification, where it's people that are going to be like just investors, yeah. mm-hmm. they're going to buy a home is, and increase the rents to like, you know, to, and just be renting out to people. And that don't have, will never live in that area, just bought the property at a low. To me, I think that's bad gentrification, Hector, because then that leads to I what think, Hector I said. think this is where the, I see the positives of this. So you mentioned. And that's exactly what happened to Pilsen. But there's a lot of people that, Jose, that have bought. Buildings in Pilsen and have bought and 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 have bought like apartments, condos. You see all these like new uh, properties have been built, and that's brought up to the people that have been able to stay there. Uh, their property values is 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 really well. You're exactly, the right word. The people that have been able to stay there. Right, the I said it that, that way for a re- I said it that reason. For, I said it. I said it that that way for a reason. Is I think it kind of helps raise the bar for us that are coming up. So me myself. I wanted to buy, and I could have bought. I just again, I felt it was kind of easier for me or more convenient, if you will, to buy where I bought. I could have bought back into Pilsen, yeah. and and I honestly should have, because I would have loved to live in that area. I would love to go back. I'm originally from there. I would have loved to have bought, and 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 not that I couldn't. I, I just again, it was easier for me because I was in Cicero. It just felt easier for me. Um, but how could how could have that have been that I bought and would have lived in the neighborhood? So when gentrification happens in that my in that way, I don't think that's bad. I I bought a, a home there and I want to live there and that's my new community because you you want to be yeah. around that you'll be around those restaurants you're building the wealth there. But yeah, you're I, right. When it's I bad, think, go ahead, Bunner, sorry. I think uh, for me on the positive side of this of gentrification, I think the view of pushing them out, I think it should have been it should have been it shouldn't be there because the people who are there and, and they have homes, I think they just build equity for them. If investors are coming into the community, they're going to build what Whole Foods. They're going to build uh, Trader Joe's, yeah, or yeah. what you call it, or whatever you know. Fancy. Yeah, yeah, they're going to raise rents, raise property, and I think it builds equity and, and makes what low income that were there that stayed through everything. Makes them that's rich. where there needs to be oh, resources. Yeah, if, yeah that's if, where they're... if they're able to stay through everything, bueno, chances well, are that, most that they are. when you have a Whole Foods, you have a Trader Joe's, something like that, your taxes jump from five thousand to ten thousand over a year or over the course of two years. Some people can't afford that. Well, if they can't afford it, they can sell the property, but they built all the equity in there. And exactly. Yeah. Okay, but now you're selling the property at a discount because you have... Well, you don't have to sell at a discount. Why is that a discount? You don't have to sell at a discount. Don't sell at a discount. Why? If the property... No, you have to because no, you, don't. you can't afford the taxes. You don't have and this to is what you guys don't view. This is what you guys don't no, see. No, right now, if somebody so can't afford to I'm, pay... I'm an investor. I'm an investor as well. I'm an investor as well. And I know... So you guys are viewing it like, oh, well, if they can't do it, they should just sell. Well, why should I have to leave my area... Because you brought a Whole Foods and 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 a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe, and those are franchises that already have that stigma of like, hey, we're only going to go into communities where we know there's money, right? There's a reason why. No, there they, was an they recently built. They recently built. Because Whole Foods. They recently built uh, a Whole Foods uh, on uh, uh, the south side of Chicago. So the reason. Why? I, uh, not not because, because they were forced by. But yes, they were. They were forced by. Uh, because they were saying like, oh, you guys don't build in lower income areas. Why don't you guys do it? So I don't you think that's a bad thing that, that they build it there. going to bring the property there. What, what? I don't think that's a bad thing that they build a, a Whole Foods there. <laughs> but what he's saying well, the, that the only reason gonna... why they did it is because they were talking smack to them and they were talking shit to them like, hey, you guys don't build in like North yeah, Lawndale. Exactly. You guys don't build and they did in it. the lower end areas. Exactly. You guys are missing the point. The point is, is that they only, they only build places like those in areas where there's wealthy people, and there's a reason because now you're segregating people. You know what I mean? You're reaching. No, a point you're making where a lot of generalizations. So just again. because it, you're, no, you're, it's you're, not a generalization. 
It's the reality of stuff, and it's because certain places will only build in areas that either are well-to-do or they're getting better. For example, Starbucks. There's reason why you don't see Starbucks in certain areas. How many Starbucks are there in North Lawndale? Zero. Right? How many Starbucks are there in Little Village? Zero. There's a reason why there's no... We got a Starbucks. Big... <laughs> and that's the only reason why they... Oh, because again, it's because they, they, were, it's they were sad that, that they don't build in low areas. Bro, the, the I'm not saying... I'm not trying to be on the side of gentrification. I just think for certain for certain uh, situations, it does uh, get into your head to where it raises the bar, where it, it allows us that, hey, you want to live in this area? You got to build your wealth. You got to build, you know, get yourself, you know, whether educated or build your own wealth on your own yeah. business to try to raise that bar. Like you, you were able to buy the home that you were able to buy yeah. because you built yourself, you got educated, you got a good career, same with your girl, and you guys were able to buy. For so, sure. uh, but if you keep that like mindset of like, oh, well, uh, I will never be able to afford it. I feel like it, it's just, I, I get the negative to it, but that's why I say it this way is that when it's outside people just doing it just for a single pro- to what you were saying I'm I'm not always on the side of the investors where it's just yeah I have you know I have money outside I have you know a mill in in you know that are willing to lend me at the bank cuz I have you know again you, the a lot there's a lot of investors that have already they've made business yeah. so not only do they have their own money but the banks are willing to lend them because of that like record of business millions of dollars just to buy there cuz they show them the whole pattern of what Jose's saying is that hey I can buy this flip this and then rent it out or sell it and that's what I'm against. Yeah. I'm not against and when it's people. Hold on. Uh, I'm not against when it's people. And it doesn't have to be outside people. It's people like myself. I could. I, I should have, honestly. And I, I should have just been more ambitious at the time. And this is where, again, it's raising that bar question, and getting myself educated. Question for you. If yeah. you would have done that like at that time, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't keep doing it? Like you wouldn't buy yeah, that I, house? I plan to. I plan to. So I but bought in Cicero, thing, and no? I'm going to buy another. What do you mean? That would have been the same thing as what other No, I wanted been. to live in Pilsen. I, I would have lived you in You would have bought another house in Pilsen. Or a couple uh, houses in Pilsen. Then you have four or five houses in Pilsen. But I'm making it in my neighborhood, you know? I'm making it in my neighborhood because I want to live in the area. I'm not just going to be... But if it's know. my house, I, that's, that's still yeah, my neighborhood. Yeah, but you're one person. Right, that, but that, that's what I'm saying. That's the kind of gentrification that I'm not against, is when you make it your neighborhood, when you actually want to live there, when you actually have, have roots there. But what's but what's, but what's what's the difference of you having three or four houses in Pilsen saying. and you're renting all your other apartments? You only live in one apartment, right? What's the difference of that and having a commercial property or a commercial... Uh, Company coming in and buying three, four, five properties of those, and they're going to have the same. Because I have skin in the game, have. Jose. Because I have skin in the game. Like it's my neighborhood. I, I'm going to be walking around, walking my dog there, or whatever. It's or, a turd, or, man. Or inventing, yeah. It's or, a turd. Like, uh, investing. It'll I'm going to go to the be, businesses it'll there. The same, it'll be the same thing, David, because you will have, let's say, twenty other people that are living there, and you don't control their actions. You don't control their their. But but, but look what look what Pilsen done to but look what Pilsen has equity has uh, businesses again. There's a lot of shops, bro, that there where had been closed down for years and not no business had been there just because you know again. Uh, people didn't see the area for what Bills it was. Equity. And, equity. and exactly, and people came in. And now there's actual businesses there. There's a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants well, that are now bringing in that, revenue. Uh, the there's some pe- there's some people that held on. To, so this where again the, there's some people that definitely held on and were allowed and uh, ha- now have a business and been able to lease or or allow new businesses to come in. But the, there has been a lot of uh, people that are, and it's because again you got to be on the pro- on the perspective of hey this is this is coming up this is an area coming up look at Cicero when I bought it was you know I live here so now I I, I rent out that property that I have so again I have skin in the game it's me it's my neighborhood but I did it because of that. 
Uh, that's why I bought specifically in Scissors. It's my neighborhood. I like it. I like you know a lot of people always say like, but look at Pilsen. Pilsen it still has its areas that aren't that great, mm-hmm. um, but down typically 18th Street has has become a very hot yeah. spot for new businesses. Uh, again, outside investors. I want pe- so this is just me. That's the that's how I look. Where if people want to identify that as gentrification, I don't see it as that bad when you're going into more. So like you, you moved into the area that you moved into. And you bought a good home, and you and you're gonna rent out those other areas, and you're gonna yes, live sir. there. Live so that there, is now yeah. your community, you know. So why would you not want more people to buy a house yeah. around your price range where your equities can go exactly. up? Yeah, your prop- exactly. you know what? Yeah, yeah. You, you, honestly, yeah, it's a give and take. Give yeah, your take. property value is gonna go. So to, for me, yeah, my property value is gonna go up. But I think Jose said it won't go up like absurd, like over one year, like or like two or three years, it won't go up like that much of absurd that it will, you know force you to sell I don't think it will get to that extent what I wish and what needs to be more out there is for people like in this and that's where I, I, I actually am a big fan of my, my organization because <clears throat> we help out those uh, to find out routes you know how you're saying that people have equity but you're right there's people that don't know what they can do with that equity because yeah. there's a lot of people that left their homes go in Pilsen is because it got old it got yeah. old you need to do renovations and like what they saying well maybe if you're you don't have income or you're on fixed income you can do, you know, renovations through like, so it's just having resources, Jose, to help out those people stay there. We have a group that, we, uh, that uh, we're a part of with the Resurrection Project that we did with the Back of the Yards. So it's residents from the Back of the Yards area because they kind of see it's, it's starting a little bit happen even in that area where outside investors, yeah, outside and I, people. And so as long as you give people resources on what they can do to stay there before they get into trouble, that's what allows gentrification. To it not I, I want to use like a new word. I want to discover a new word to gentrification, where it's just it, it becomes, yeah. um, you know, a new thriving area. Yeah, and, and I think another point that I want to bring into is that you know you guys were saying, oh, kicking them out, they can't stay there. Um, how about an investor going into offering communities and paying cash for those houses or buying them out? I think it, it gives an opportunity, or you know, for it's a yes them. and no on that one. But I mean, that's a I don't tough know. One. It's an opportunity <laughs> for them to get cash, or they, you know, they get out their debt, and I don't know, they get some cash. I don't know. I need to. But it's like right now, you got a lot of. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but here's where I'm at with that, right? Investors come in and do cash offers, or investors come in and offer a certain amount for um, people's homes, right? Yes, sir. Chances are that the the, the people that are there potentially don't really know what Mm -hmm. their home value really is, right? Yes, sir. Um, So the investor will come in and offer them money and and usually it's like maybe two three houses at a time it's not like you're getting right. an entire block or two blocks or anything like that right so they'll approach that person and say hey look we'll give you this amount of money for your house or they they'll do some digging and mm-hmm. through county records they'll see like oh this person already owes two years in back taxes right i'm gonna offer them a way out and they'll lowball the shit out of them yeah and take their houses for less than what they're worth i it, people tend to think that, oh, these guys are doing... No, they're investors for a fucking reason because they have money and they've gone and they know how to fuck people yeah. over. You don't become rich anywhere and in any part of the world without fucking people over. And I think it goes no back to what. David's point where having that option, the resources, the resources. to, you know, get guidance. Okay, good but what if not? those people don't have those options? And and, and because the Resurrection Project, yeah, it's a great organization and stuff. It's only been around for 30 years, right? Mm-hmm, correct. And at, at, at the beginning stages when it was what I think in the 1980s, David, correct me if I'm wrong, well, 30 years, so it'd be like 1990 when they officially started, but they kind of okay, got together. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were small, relatively small, right? Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have that much funding and able to be able to do stuff. Now, the Resurrection Project has, I think, over 600 plus units that they rent out and they do this and that. But yeah, you could say like, hey, we're helping out the community. But the Resurrection Project is also taking money. Every organization takes money one way or another, right? Um, 
but going back to investors and stuff, it, you take an example, Little Village, right? You know that mall where the arch is at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An outside, big mall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A German company came in and bought yeah. it for $9.2 million. See, that's right? what I'm against. That's what I'm against. That kind of gentrification. That's what I'm against. So, so what What are the people in the community, even if they said, hey, you know what? Let's gather all our money and we're going to offer and we're going to try to buy it. The fucking German company would come in or, I mean, I'm sorry. Not, I mean, I don't want to. But <laughs> it was a German company, yeah. right? They would just come to, like, <laughs> offer another million. Yeah, they would know. offer another million because they have that kind of money. Right. Do the, do the people in the community have the ability to bring up another million dollars? No. So then, then what what happens? Not yet, bro. They're, they're fucked. They're going to come in. They're going to bring a Starbucks. They're going to bring all these Whole Foods and stuff. And then what happens? Those people that, that are trying to now have to, because they have to sell their homes because they can't afford their taxes. And now they're taking a hit on it because they can't get what they were going to because they have to, they're forced to sell. What you, happens? You, saying before, they, they, on the but you were saying it before, but they're, they're back down their property taxes before the gentrification. So they were, they were already down on their property taxes. So it's just keeps on, on Adding, no, adding no, up. but 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 what do you, what, you, what Jose made that Even point is not, that yeah, like, if they're for back, example, to, a, a, yeah. a cash injection of nine point two million dollars to to an area like that, people starts to alert investors. Bueno, people that have money, so people that have like, for example, five, three, four, five houses are like, ah, oh, shit, I know that's just gonna pop off in about five, ten years. I'm gonna buy now, right? And they buy now, right now. They short, they short, lowball somebody that is their house is kind of rinky dink or whatever, or or whatever, and then. That's how it starts. That's how gentrification starts. But Jose, but but how are you, but you've kind of you know you also have done something similar along that, and you've built your wealth that way. So don't you think that again with the right sources and the reason why you've done it is because you see, um, again you've elevated yourself to not only getting yourself educated, putting you in a position to make good money to where you can do this. So why are you you're basically gentrifying honestly what you're doing so and it's again but you live there as well you're part of that community so why why are you saying it's so bad when you're basically doing it too here's here's in, in, in my 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 position i would say um at least in my case i offer affordable rent right i don't charge twelve hundred dollars fourteen hundred dollars right for for them to rent my apartments i charge anywhere from 800 to about 980 so that's something that allows my tenants to be able to go and have a little bit of surplus in cash and be able to go and do stuff. Right. When, when people come into little village, they purposely raise the rent to 1200, 1400 to get those better credit renter or tenants. And they kick the other ones out. You know what I mean? So the, the kids that were there, they don't get to benefit from the good schools at that point. Right. They don't get to benefit from the middle school that's getting better because it's getting an influx in tax money. They don't get to benefit from the high school that's getting better because of the influx in tax money. No, they're kicked out from Little Village and they're sent, they're shipped off. Now their parents can't afford anything, so they have to go to Inglewood. Or but see, they you're, to again, you're, you're making, I, I get it, it's happened with Pilsen, but I think that, again, and you're talking about, you could say this right off the bat, you could say minorities. You could say Latinos, you could say black people, uh, you could say, uh, you know, and any kind of, I think those are the biggest minority that say in like Chicago, that yes, kind sir. of, the, that they get affected by gentrification. Uh, but I think it elevates our game, man. I think it's it makes us want to strive for more wealth, for more income. Um, I have I have a guy that uh, he is seventy two years old, an I ten client, so not even you know not a U.S. citizen. He bought his first home at the age of seventy two. Yeah. So that guy did mm-hmm. not, and and he worked, yeah, and he's still seventy two, and he's actually still working. And I asked him why do you still work? He's like, man, that's what I like yeah. to do. And I wanted something for myself. It's a goal that I wanted to have a home here in in, in the states, and I wanted it, you know, to also leave something yeah. for my family. So if that guy doesn't believe in that, and to wanting to build his wealth, and to wanting yeah. to buy in where he bought, um, I I I think it's just it's yeah, we're unfortunately this is where you know us minorities are a little bit late to the game. 
with stuff like that. But I think if you know, we're not late pilas, to the game. They were pigeonholed, and 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 minorities have been uh, oppressed. Oppressed. For, yes. For I, I didn't. I didn't mean it like. Not, I didn't mean it like that. I, I didn't mean it like that. I guess they they made us start the game late because of you know kind of like how it's a race that they forced us to start like fucking five ten laps you know behind. But I think with us continuing to want to strive and better ourselves, we're going to get to that level. Yeah, and, I, and I think another point that I want to bring up to this gentrification, you talk about Whole Foods or Amazon bringing, building those communities. What about the jobs? They have yeah, benefits. but the problem with those big, those big. Uh, yeah, well, no, you're getting, you're, you're, okay, you leave your accounting job for a Whole Foods. No, 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 that, no, what I was going to say, that. no, but bueno, the bad, so the bad thing about certain like big corporations that come in like that, like Walmarts and Target and stuff like that, is they actually mess up uh, kind of the, the small businesses. Uh, so exactly. the grocery stores. So that's one of the bad things to like a big, like, yes, it's kind of, it's, there's a lot of appeal. You're right. There are jobs. But if a guy had a mom and pop, you know, grocery store, they typically end up losing a lot of money to the, to the big corporations. Okay. Uh, so that's why it, it, those particular, I'm not a big fan of those particular businesses. I like the, how uh, Pilsen has brought in new restaurants, uh, new shops and stuff like that. They have a like right behind there right there. Uh, so th- th- that's a tough, <laughs> those are the tough ones to justify. Cause that's where Jose's point, how he, he brought up the, the example of uh, little village with that, that shopping center that, that just got bought out is that's probably going to be something like that. So all those businesses that were there, they, yeah, they got a nice clean and cut, but again, all those people probably lost their jobs whatever. so again there's like a so hey to everybody out there what do you guys think gentrification good bad no, I, think, no, man. <laughs> uh, I think uh there's there's negative to it and but i think there can be some positive too if if you find your way to sneak in and kind of uh, uh so build your wealth guys you don't need to want to buy you're like you don't need to be in the look for a house to not be ready uh, to have your finances in order, have your credit in order. Uh, my boy Hector wants to buy a house. Get so we go, we don't get him. Go, we don't hook get him that up. Fucking bread, Hector. <laughs> Let's go. If you need uh, to buy a house or any information, contact our boy right here, David. Or and, and uh, uh, we got a broker. Solita. We got a broker now. Solita's we got a broker that we could do it all what? here. What? Who is it? Who is it? Don't be solitas. Pew pew pew. <laughs> I get you. I'll get you guys ready, and then uh, my boy uh, uh, Don Pistolita is gonna help you navigate. Make sure you get a good deal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and I mean, just going just to to kind of recap, and I don't don't think that I 100% believe that gentrification is bad, right? I mean, I do agree that there's a great possibility for for people in the right positions to be able to gain that wealth, and I 100% believe that uh, real estate is is the key to getting or, or to ve- developing generational wealth. Um, and that's what essentially is going to get everyone to a better position, right? I mean, there's a reason why multi-billionaires or millionaires have those particular opportunities because it comes from generational wealth to an extent, right? right. I mean, not every single one has that same particular case, but quite often generational, generational wealth has been built and now they're in positions where they right. have that money, where they've been able to go to better schools and so on and so on, right? Um, but at the end of the day, when... And this is my only reservation towards gentrification, or if you want to call it, I forgot the word that you used, David, um, to, to that you wanted to change the word for it. But I'm still, I'm still my reservation <laughs> with gentrification is that it, it 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 already you're putting it, it puts people that are already in disadvantaged positions at an even greater disadvantage, right? Um, because one way or another, it'll impact maybe. Two or three people will benefit, but eight or seven will will end up losing. You know what I mean? So 
yeah, those two or three people will benefit, or two or three families will benefit, but the other ones are, are oh, there you go. shit out of luck, whether it's through uh, the lack of information, the lack of resources, or um, the lack of knowledge. I think it also dwindles down to sometimes when you're an up-and-comer, you get screwed. And yeah. I think uh, you and I have been the, on the receiving end of those situations, David, where we've had shitty tenants that right. if it wasn't because we were in positions where we didn't buy too high or we were in, in dire financial struggles and we would have been able to pay for those mortgages. I mean, we wouldn't have been able to pay for mortgages or, or continue uh, having those properties. Right. But right. when, when people sometimes pull mortgages and they also benefit 100% from the rent, when those renters leave or those tenants leave or those tenants default, then you're put in a position where you're shit out of luck. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and if it's that, it quite often is external factors that, that we have no control over or even the tenants have no control over. And unfortunately, unfortunately and fortunately, Illinois is a tenant-friendly uh, state. Right. So they oh, have a lot sure. of benefits, which at the end of the day hurts sometimes the landlord, but yeah. it, it, it also does protect the tenants from being abused and stuff. So, I mean, it's a lot of give and take and it's a lot of, yeah. it's not just a one 30 minute conversation about is gentrification good? Is it bad? Yeah, is homeownership homeownership good or bad? Um, I mean, generally speaking, I would say homeownership is, is great. I mean, it's the only way in my in, in, coming from a lower or middle class to be able to build generational wealth, right. Or be able to build wealth um, and get out of that vicious cycle of poverty and, and um, unfortunately not being able to grow your family as a whole. So, I mean, that's my only thought, final thought on it. I don't know if you guys are moving on or not. So just to wrap up, so the word is, and they made it for us Latinos, uh, to when it's Latinos doing gentrification, they call it gentified. So again, it's they call Latin, it what? Gentified. Gente, yeah, so like again, that's the stupidest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> they have a whole show about it. There the show's go. actually pretty good. <laughs> fucking I go. remember it's, it's, it's a stupid shit. It's like Latinx. Don't fucking call me Latinx. I'm Latino. Or if, in my opinion, if a woman is Latina, like I like gentified, bro. Gentified, it's me again. Gentrification. That's typically what you're. You're the one that brought up race at the beginning, saying that typically who's coming in and taking people, you know, or coming in and gentrifying. You said a specific race, so I like it that the Latinos are putting their own mix on it. Gentified to say it's the Latinos coming in and doing that. Pro it's oh, we're progressing. And again, to all our minorities out there, it's all about progression, man. Keep pushing forward, better yourself. Uh, there's a nice little saying that I like, and I know it's a little. It, it's gonna be a little bit gentrified very cliche but it says it's not your fault if you're born poor but it's your fault if you die poor meaning again just because you started a hurt certain situation i know everybody you know situation different we all go through different experiences but i think you at least whoever was behind you whoever brought you into this life you have to at least take one step forward take as many steps so, as you can but try to take uh, at least that one step forward for the next generation. Latinos, man. and latinas let's go let's get it and but anyways, guys, love the fucking episode. So y'all tell us out there what you guys think of uh, gentrification or hent or hentification, you know, whatever how you guys want to look at it. Uh, we want to hear your uh, your personal opinions on it. You know, if you've gone through experiences buying a home. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, wrap us up. Yeah, this is your boy. Good, good. Wrap him up here. Yo, yo, yo! This is Hector. Yeah, and this is boy Hector. Appreciate you. Thank you guys for having us. Uh, your boy Hector. What are you talking about? Nos you vemos. Said... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said your name. <laughs> the tequila started to get to me. It's your boy David again. Uh, appreciate you guys. Ah, <laughs> oh, stop! Y'all messing me up. Uh, que se cuiden. That's cute. Don't forget, Daddy. Oh shit! Did he, you didn't say goodbye, right, Jose? Yeah. <laughs>
That's why I said it at the end. Because you're an asshole. Don't get mad because I'm...